Good morning. It's actually good afternoon for me, but uh, what's up, all my people? Welcome to Juice and Goodness, where we're going to get all that juice and we're going to figure out where all them goods at so we can collect them groceries right up. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for sharing, liking, subscribing. This has been an awesome journey already. This will be episode six. <laughs> super excited, super thankful, as usual, per usual. How's everybody been doing? It's Saturday, actually. It feels fantastic up in my life. Um, leveling up all week. I've been doing a, you know, continue with my soul journey. Duh. That's what I'm here talking about, bruh. And um, this week, my soul assignment with Kesley is just linked up with exactly where I was and rocked my mother effing world. And so I'm just going to give you some peeps into that today. Um going to talk about euphoria. I finally got on the jam of getting that and watching that, you know, and blowing through that, obviously, because it's so good. And um, shocked about, like, you know, my favorite character, like not on the other side, you know, when I really see, but like... Um, it just really showed me and solidified like, you know, how far I've come, like finding myself getting into my own groove and like really standing in my own power. And I'm freaking stoked about just, just everything I see in myself. And I love the people that have encouraged me to do this journey, you know, and the light that I saw in them that, you know, uh, stirred me on to believe that I could do it. And not only, you know, the love of God, but just, you know, that example in people of the love of God empowering them to overcome all odds, everything that comes against them, you know, spiritually, naturally, like family, blood, you know, whatever, spouse, you know, the, the closest, you know, the closest hurts, the closest traumas, you know, and then to just literally stand on top of those things and, and show you the medals and the, and the gold, you literally the purified gold that you were able to make those situations for you. And, um, when you do that for yourself and then that just automatically sets you free in this state of love where you want to share with other people, um, you know, I, I think some people are nervous and scared to be judged at first, but truly I think the desire is to share it because you know it's empowering and true. And um, when you are um, freed, when you feel freedom and peace like you've never felt, you know, that stirs up that, that God factor in you, that love in you that goes, oh, shoot, I'm supposed to share this. Oh, this is so good. Like, I can't believe people live without this. I can't believe I've lived without this for so long. And that's the love of God in you. That's that spirit, you know, that um, that craves all the good things that we're helping you tune into. Yo, what's up? How was your week? How um, How's everything going with you? Where are you at in your journey? Uh, DM me. Let me know. Let me share your testimonies if you're if you're comfortable with it. Um, 
I'm here for you, you know, I'm your friend, you know, even if you just need like light and love, prayer, if you need someone to just be an ear, I'm here for you. This is part of the community I'm trying to cultivate, you know, I have other friends that, you know, are doing like fitness and health and journey and, you know, um, astrology and tarot and all these things in, in the right, you know, in the, in the right wave, in the right energy with the right source. And we're all connecting and we're seeing each other just grow in our own gifts and our own talents and the way that we've given those things to God, source, the universe to work together for the good of all. Like we're raising the vibration, the energy for everyone so that everyone can experience love, you know, even if it has to come out of nowhere and overtake them. And even if we're the ones who have to do the work for other people that really just can't get it, you know, some, some generational curses go so deep that, you know, it's hard to see out of that. It's hard to get out of that. It's hard to even know where to start. And that can be overwhelming in its own. So just, you know, do it not only for yourself, but knowing that you're going to catapult, you know, others. You know, if you can't just think of others compassionately already, think of someone you love. And when you unlock yourself, you're unlocking them as well. And kudos for digging deep because that's what it takes. It really takes digging deep. Like, that's what all champions know they have to do. You have to turn up. Turn up. <laughs> I hope that wasn't loud. I'm not wearing my headphones anymore after, you know, a few little um, audio mishaps on account of them. So I hope this audio is clearer and that we're just um, tickling your earbuds in all the right ways. O-M-G. So, I think I'll just hit on Euphoria first because I'm not going to do a lot. But, oh gosh, I feel like everyone probably has has had this experience because I've talked to a handful of my friends and they have. But um, as I'm watching this, this is literally highlighting so many triggers for me of, you know, past traumas that I either you know, thought I figured out and got rid of, or like I literally forgot about. And so they'll come up and it was, it's been awesome. And since I'm in a, such a good place, you know, you're seeing like that I'm in this journey already. It's not like in the beginning or anything, but like, since I'm in a good place, I am taking it so well. Like, of course, uh, there, I had a few moments where I did just like, just have to cry and then go, um, lay in the fetal position and just kind of like, you know, breathe that out, literally out of me and like give it to God and be like, wow, thank you for letting that come to the surface and come out. And I thank you for, you know, the freedom of expression of emotion, you know, the God of love, the triune God supports that, you know, and that's the most comfortable place. Like just that little uh, warm, you know, blanket to just let it go and be yourself. And I'm thankful for that. And, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So many, many times, you know, I think I'm on like, I'm on season two. I think I'm on like episode four, maybe. I, uh, not for sure. And, uh, but yeah, I've had many moments where I've had to pause and write. And I've had a few moments where I've literally had to just pause and just walk it out. You know, like, okay, let's walk it out. Let's, let's, uh, let's make a snack. You know, let's take the girls on a walk. Let's, uh, let's air it out and just like really process and uh, I think it's super important. It's been very important to me. So I assume it, it would be valuable to others. And so 
walking it out, you know, pausing the episodes. I was probably like two and a half in, you know, and I'm like, and it was like, uh, she's not happy about having to take a nap and, you know, so we're going to have to ignore a few of her whimpers. She is totally fine. She's had a great morning and she even had a treat and she's just supposed to be taking a nap and some kids, they don't like naps. And so anyways, um, where exactly was I? But yes, somebody, I, so this is where I was going, I believe, is some people's triggers are different than others, you know, um, and that's exactly what the show is showing us, is just all the ways that people get effed over in life and, you know, trust the wrong people or trust the wrong circumstances or have the wrong freaking friends or, you know, fall in love with uh, toxic people because their parents love toxic people or because that was the first person that you had sex with and now you can't stop and it's just there's so many awesome ways to look at this it is uh definitely rated r (laughs) you know just for all of my like you know younger and christian viewers uh, you will find all the cuss words and drugs and nudity but i also will let you know that um it'll it'll show you what kids really are dealing with, what young, young adults really do live out, you know, and that, um, those are adults, you know, in real life, but they're like, you know, supposed to be college and teenagers. And, uh, that's true. But like, I've had, um, a few conversations in just the last past week, uh, with two different parents, um, of an eight year old and a 10 year old. And, their children are being talked about, talked to and shown videos of by the schools without parents' permissions. They just, they're just doing it. Um, about oral sex, about like uh, pedophilia, showing them videos of like a guy coming up and like to a younger kid and being like, hey, you want to come hang out with me? And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, do this to me, you know? And it's like, what... I, I don't know how many eight-year-olds have already found out about that. I know that it's true, but eight. And, you know, this person had kept their kid very pure, and I was very pure. Like, I didn't run into that until I was a lot older. And, you know, so I had to learn a different way. And, like, that had their own, had its own struggles as well. I'm not going to lie. Everybody's does. But, um, you know, she wasn't ready for her eight-year-old to see that. Her eight-year-old, she's mature enough, thank God. But think about all the other kids that were like, what the fuck is going on? Like, literally, they're not laughing. And I'm sorry for laughing. But, like, and then I had to think, like, that just opens a door of, like, what's that about? What's this look like? How's that? How do I feel about that? You're right. Well, I wasn't disgusted. That didn't scare me. Maybe I'm turned on by that. Why is an eight-year-old deciding what they're turned on by now? Like, seriously, backstop the shit out of somebody for showing that to my fucking kid. Oh, no. Well, I already labeled this as explicit, so there you go. That's why. I knew I'd slip someday, but you got that F word right in there. You can't you can't see me for it. And sorry about your virgin ears if you've never heard an F word. And uh, But, oh, my gosh, I just can't believe it. I was so pissed. My friend, she called me. She's like, talk me off this ledge. Talk me off this ledge. I'm like, what's going on, friend? She's like... This mother up in school showed my kid about oral sex and pedophilia right up in her face without even asking. And, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was like, ooh, girl, like, if I was that, 
I said, did you already call the parent, or did you already call the teacher? She's like, I sure as hell did. I'm like, what well, the teacher said. She said, oh, I sent a note with, with her last week about it. You sent a note about sex education with my eight-year-old last week who doesn't really even know how to read but knows it's not really that important of a note. And she's eight, by the way. It's not, I mean, and this is what I feel like, JLC, like, why wouldn't that be, like, shown in how, in the curriculum of how the quarters will go? Oh, and at this quarter, we will show sex education for your eight-year-old, you know, and it will include this. That is, that's integrity. That's, that's, like, caring and loving and, like, unity with the parent and, you know, the teacher and, you know, I'm not blaming it on teachers. I have no idea who did this. You know, federal, I have no idea. Somebody want to, you know, let let me know, want to drop some knowledge in my bank? You know, holla. You know, because I would like to expand on this. Because if you're a teacher and you had to do this and you have something to say about it, you know, pro, you know, with me or not, I'd love to hear anyway. You know, I want to see how it looks for y'all to have to maybe present this. Or if you think it's actually needed right now. Because the other parent I was talking to was saying that their 10-year-olds, they've all shown each other their private, like, you know, their weans and their peas and, like, all these things. Like, like one of them was saying that they did it because they were, like, basically the only person in their grade who had it and everyone was bullying her for it. And, you know, that could be a BS story, but this is a freaking 10-year-old, you know, and she was devastated because she also felt humiliated and... Like, wow. Like, I was able to be a scapegoat from sexual stuff until I was like, well, obviously, no. Okay, so it happened really young. And then I was able to block it out until, like, 15. You know, like, and I know that was great, but, you know, that's not the case anymore. So Euphoria is helping people, I think, see, like, what their kids actually go through. And... It's actually younger than even what they're showing, but at least it's giving some truth. And I found out it was like Drake produces it or helps write it. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's still inspired from Degrassi. That's awesome. Um, it's a pretty good show. Like really, like the storyline, amazing, totally awesome. There are some times where I'm like, why are we playing a whole song? Like basically because I love music and some of these songs I don't like. So I have to listen to a whole song I don't like. I had just mute it sometimes and just watch. But everything else is awesome. It's super, like, even artsy a little bit. It's, like, it's very well done. I like it. And I think everyone else basically has watched it. So I'm just preaching to the choir. But I finally am on it. And I'm going to tell you my favorite character. At first, I was like, no way. Is this seriously? And then, uh, since I'm on season two now, you know, it's still true. And it's Jules. I'm, I love Jules. Jules is my jam. Like, I totally... Me and Jules, we vibe. Like, I totally have so much, I feel like, in common with Jules that maybe other people wouldn't see. But those are the things that I've kind of hidden um, because it was, you know, confusing. When I was kind of, like, girly, people would be like, see, she, <laughs> she's a girl. And so I feel like I had to, like, overdo it. And until I saw, like, a friend, an old friend, a person that I hung out with a little bit um, as a friend, uh, saw her overdoing that like masculinity thing like in in person because I didn't like no I don't know what the problem has been but like gay people I, I haven't had a lot of gay friends I have you know like a handful 
which I actually prefer. But like when I was trying to meet gay people and like hang out with like other gay people, they just didn't, they didn't, it's like they took me wrong. I didn't know. Uh, so I just let it go. But it's just, it's so cool to see Jules just like be herself. And it's like, it's showing me like some of the process that I've been owning. Cause like I do enjoy like the balance that I have between masculinity and femininity. I really, uh, you know, in my Zodiac, it actually says like, I'm like one point up masculine than I am, you know, in the feminine. And I, I like that. I, I love that it's one point too. You know, it's just like one, it's like, yeah, you know, but also watch it, you know, because like, um, like Shanti and stuff, I'm with Shanti and all my dancing and working out and stuff with him. It's like, it's really shown me how to like move my body. And I just really just like, I love that. I enjoy that. It brought me back to like a few moments where I had before let myself free. And then I was like, see, this has been in me. I just didn't know how to present it without it getting questioned. You know, what are all the questions that come along with that? Or, you know, I already had people saying like, you should be with a man because of this and this and this. Well, watch me dance. And then you're going to definitely be like, oh, wow, you, a man would definitely enjoy you. (laughs) And I'm like, the things that people think they can say are so freaking funny. Like I had to literally just get tough skin. Well, I already had it, but like just get tough skin about that. And, um, cause it was just kind of like, wow, like if I said anything in that ballpark towards you, like how would, how would that go over? That would be something else, wouldn't it? And, uh, but yeah, that was a long time ago when I'd even think that way. Now I just don't, I really, I'm just like, I just roll, like don't even notice it half the time. But so now I just feel like I can just release that and be, you know, that balance of who I am and that yin and that yang on my, on my own. And I'm just loving it. I bought like, there's these little slender mirrors. If you like see any of my pictures on Instagram, I use these little cheap little skinny mirrors that you can find at Walmart for like $8. I get them. I just set them all over my house because you can just move them everywhere and I can use them for working out. I can use them for selfies. I can use them for whatever, but I wanted to see myself more as I was really owning myself and standing in my power and releasing things and, you know, taking on who I really am. I wanted to see myself as I walked in my house, you know, and like check on my posture, check on how I represent myself. Because if I'm doing all this inward work, you know, I need it to be showing outwardly too in just like my body. And so like not only working out and eating healthy, but just like your posture and like what you want to, how you want to present yourself, you know, that's not putting on, that's not fake. It's doing yourself a favor. You know, it's like doing the most for what with what you've been given. And that's something I feel like people don't really look at that way. Whereas it, we are a gift from God. Like this body is a gift to our spirit. And this time here is a gift from God to us for this soul moment and the soul assignment. And we should do our very best with it. And so that's how this um, these soul assignments have helped me. And with Kesley in this journey, um, coming along with Kesley just recently, you know, four, four to six months ago, and then her not knowing where I've been at all and just leading where she feels led as a teacher to give me like on the assignments and not even asking questions if it confirms anything. She just gives them to me and doesn't even ask for any feedback. And, 
trust the universe, trust God. And then that that's powerful. That's really been a blessing for me to see is like that attitude from her. Like just literally like audience of one, like I'm doing what I know I'm being led to do. And if anyone agrees with it and like gives me props or if, if any, if everybody disagrees with it and hates me, it, it doesn't move me either way. I did what I was supposed to do. Love that. That's powerful. That is like beast mode. And so, um, with the obedience of like my into, you know, obeying my intuition and, and accepting her, you know, reaching out and wanting to offer these classes, they're not really classes, but you know, this journey to me, um, I've been blessed all the way through. It is confirmed all the stuff I did by myself with the Holy Spirit alone. And it's shown me all the deep work that I did that, you know, if I was starting now, I'd have so much more to go. But now it's like just like literally closing the chapters and like cleaning it up and sitting them where they need to be and set, situating it and aligning it completely. That's what even today felt like. I woke up and I felt like today was a celebration day. I literally, on the walk with my girls this morning, I went and walked and bought it. A bottle of champagne and was like okay well today's a special day and I've done a lot of really awesome work and what I'm sharing with you today um, is what proved that for me and gave me a reason to celebrate so I'm just going to go through some of my notes we will not get through all the chakras today because I've already spoken quite a bit so that just gives us you know a part two and um, a reason for you to take what what I've worked on, like the areas, and then you go and work on those things. And then next week or whenever it is, I get back on here for part two, you know, you be ready to do the rest as well. And so, um, if you're not familiar with chakras, just pause this and then go and just look at the basic chakras and, um, see how that resonates with you. Maybe jot some notes down or start a, start a note page for the rest of this so that, you can glean on how this affects you because this is going to be a lot of um this is going to be a lot of my work and a lot of you know the teaching that i received and so you can take it and literally just do it too with me you know what i mean so i just wanted to give you a heads up to uh have something ready you know or or to be able to pause and get ready uh, or listen and come back whatever okay so I'm going to get a little sipper of my champagne, duh. Cheers. Salute. Okay. So this little assignment was called Reboot Your Beliefs. So what will you rewrite? We white. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> okay. What will I rewrite? What do I believe about life? What are my limiting beliefs? That's a big one that she's really brought to the forefront of my life, Kesley, is that, because um, I've said stuff like, this is how I feel, and da 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 and like, this is how the situation is, and this is da-da. She's like, okay, well, I just have to ask a question. Like, is this true, or is this based off of a, of a limiting belief? And I'm like, bro, <laughs> did you just pull the e-brake? I was driving, you know? And uh, so, but it's really, it's... It's been such a tremendous tool, so it's been super helpful. Kudos. Use it, you know. Is this a limiting belief when you feel doubt or fear or unbelief come in and you go, hey, is this my ego telling me, like, don't get hood yourself or, you know, you better you better chill. You know, what if someone judges you? You know, because that's what you need to – that's what I've been recognizing the last week is, like, when ego starts talking and 
you know, it's like it's talking crap. So, you know, sometimes in religion and Christianity, they bl- they blame it on like demons, you know, being right there, being like, rah, 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 that demon on your shoulder. And, you know, I believe that that can be 100% true. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some people definitely are living like that. But I also believe that that toxicity of just your life and the trauma that you've endured and the ups and downs and the, you know, your, your, just your origin of like your family and your, your bring up, um, that can bring those self doubt, that talking shit in your ear too, from, you know, just you in, in you, you know, like that, that's, that's why, you know, uh, salvation is so important is because like, that's what it wipes away. It takes away those things like where, your daddy dealt with that and your daddy's daddy and your mama's mama and all these things, you know, they were this, they were a drug dealer. They had this addiction. They were like that. They raped their, this, they did this, this, you know, like you can stop that there. You know, they were addicted to, you know, lusty things or people. And, you know, you, you just, you can tear that stuff down there. Um, when you get in that secret place. So definitely do that. Get in the secret place take meditation time. That's one thing that I put into place like this month is trying to meditate every day, even if it's five minutes. And you wouldn't believe like just how open that makes you, free it makes you, and like inspired. Honestly, it it brings my belief and my faith up because every time that I give it a moment with the Lord and I get quiet and I take that, even if it's in my car and I pull over to the side, uh, push my seat back a little bit, close my eyes or put something over my eyes, set a five minute timer. I get something out of it, promise, promise. I'll jot something down or for the next whatever time I have on the road or in the space I'm in next, I'm processing that. I'm getting more out of it. That's why having the Holy Spirit is so good is because you're just united and connected with the source at all times. You're the plug to the source and you're, you're bringing light to yourself, but then it's reflecting on others like the sun and the moon. You're both. And, um, isn't that pretty? Isn't that awesome? That beautiful language of love that came from the God that created you. Selah. Okay, so, um, you know, we've been doing, I've been talking about light work, light language, healing modalities, prayer, meditation, just like that. You know, the shadow work, um, this is just rolled right into finishing this up, you know, doing this. And so I'm just super excited that this came to me, you know, and it was like, what are you releasing? What's something that you realize that was like the biggest setback for you? And I realized that the biggest setback was a poverty mentality and it wasn't towards money necessarily, the, what it really was highlighted on for me were, were pertaining to relationships. I never let myself dream of having awesome friends, um, you know, that were just like me, you know, like believe like me, love like me, you know, we're trustworthy and, you know, light and like going up and stuff, you know, just stuff like that. Or like I, I never allowed myself to think like how my parents would be, um, well, first of all, let's start here. I didn't allow myself to think I could have a wife. We've already talked about that. I didn't think I could allow myself to have a kid. And then recently I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can do this and I can do that. And look what this looks like. And this is so beautiful. And I'm just been allowing in, especially in 
prayer and meditation for that to flow. And then it's like, and then seeing what my parents would be like with that. My parents would be like with my mother-in-law and my parents would be like with this. And like, uh, like I've never even allowed that to happen. And so that was a poverty mentality. That was saying I have lack there and I will always lack there. And there's no reason for that because I'm full of love. I've practiced all my life, you know, figuring out how to love people where they don't take advantage of it because I just love people. If they allow me and they believe me, oh my gosh, like, yes, let's roll. Let's have fun. Let's do this. Let's do that. But we're all just kind of hurt. We're all just kind of in pain. We're all just kind of like going through stuff. So sometimes like I wasn't in the space to actually do it. You know, that's all I've ever wanted. And then all of a sudden I'm not even in the space to give that when somebody's asking that from me. You know, and that's life, man. That's life. That's why grace is sufficient. That's why grace is sufficient. That's why mercy is new every morning. That's why goodness and mercy chase you down every day. So call those things out when tra- or when uh, when uh, when things are trying to come against you and make you feel bad about yourself, shame, disbelief. You come at you come at that with the truth. That's 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 where you at. That's where you pope be. That way you add my okay so yeah so what's your what, what was your biggest limiting belief you know and then there's a there's going to be a lot more i mean i have like pages on pages kesley actually told the collective to like take a month on this and uh so i mean i, I have a lot more to go i just when i get in the groove like i'm going to be in the groove and so um here's my first page of notes that i took i put old beliefs and new beliefs. And so in the old beliefs, um, one of my main, you know, my main, my main ones was that gay meant that I'd be single forever, that, um, that it was bad, that it was gross and that it was weak. It meant that I couldn't overcome something that had hurt me in the past. It means that I couldn't overcome it and that's bullshit. And that, that, those are fighting words. And it uh, meant you were going to go to hell, which is just like, you're going to hell, shut up. And uh, But one of the ones that hurt me the most was like acting like, well, you're just going to be poor and gross. You know, like, what? Yeah, the hand of God will be removed from you. I'm like, what? And I actually believed that for a little bit, you know, obviously. And that is disgusting. And if anyone has ever said that to you, they don't even know what love is. They... Uh, possibly never even met the father. And so you just do you boo boo. And I hope that while you're doing you, that you do pursue the father because that's your creator, you know? And like, it's not just the father, you know, it's multifaceted. That's just like the word that we've put on it, you know, and you can put whatever word on it that you feel is honorable. And uh, so I've exchanged those old beliefs for new beliefs, saying, you know, being gay is powerful. It's unique. It's purpose-filled. It's purposeful. I will have the most beautiful, loving, world-changing family with no shame. We don't carry a single ounce of shame. Someone tries to put shame on us. We end up washing them in the blood of Jesus. They're like coming out praying in tugs. We're in Subway. No, I'm just kidding. I would never eat Subway. But, um, okay. But they need to clean it up for real Subway, is what I mean. <laughs> Apparently now I'm shaming Subway. Oh, shoot. Okay, how do I reverse? Just kidding. But really, um, 
my family is literally going to change the world because we know God, because we love God, and we're connected with God, and we are literally operating in love. The, the, the frequencies and the resonance of love exuding out of us individually, and then when we come together, it creates a whole new love. I will literally believe when that happens, the entire world, and especially the area around us, will feel this change because it is such a deep, godly, founded love that nothing can separate it. Nothing can get in between it. And it is literally for such a time as this because some people need to recognize who they're serving because they sure as hell don't. All right, I'll get off that. I need to step off this. What is this, a soapbox? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the next one... Um, that I can never be myself wholly. I'll never experience true closeness with my family or my friends because of it. Because I'm obviously not being myself. I was already like wearing clothes and trying clothes and being in groups and hanging out with people that literally were rubbing me the wrong way. They were so not for me. Just to try to be what everyone thought I was. Because I hadn't had the time or the moment or the space or the discipline to find out that on my own. Man, I'm really going for it today. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> okay, so my new belief is I am I am my complete self. Like, through and through, to thine own self be true. That I'm not only that, my wife is that, my child is that. We are all about that life. And the people around me and my family accept it. They not only accept it and respect it, but they adore it. And they make much of it. And they honor it in Jesus' name. They see that God's hand is on it. And it's irrefutable. And if you're having doubts right now as I'm speaking it, you better just go to, go to God real quick. And situate your spirit and align yourself with love. Because I've been in this game for a hot minute. Digging this thing out. And I'm, I'm the bulldozer and you don't want to be in the way, man. So the next one, the old belief is I will never be a mom or I won't ever be able to have kids of my own. And like, if I do like help with a kid that, you know, it'll always be available to be taken away or that other, if I have to co-parent with someone, God forbid that they would lord that over me or the kid would be confused between the two of us. And I, I don't believe that shit at all. I throw that out. I stomped all over that. Burn it up. God has a woman for me that is that fits perfectly into my life. I fit perfectly into her life. And our desires are literally entwined. That we're just a perfect fit. That I'm a great mother. I'm a great wife. I'm a great spouse and co-parent. I'm a great teammate. And my wife is exactly the same. Like we are literally... Twin flames. I'll change my twin flame. And, um. Her has to take a 25 minute nap. Okay, it's been 35, but she I. And, um. That's just the truth. Like, that's how it is. God has shown me in visions now. Like, now that I've opened myself up and cleansed these chakras out and I'm allowing this stuff to come in. Um. That's what it is. Like, God has shown me. God's given me visions of hope and a future. And I'm running with those. 
and the people that I've met along the way that I've dated or admired or talked to, um, I've just literally taken those characteristics, the best, ver you know, the best pieces of those people and asked God for like that or better. And so I've literally learned to enjoy every person I've come into contact with, whether it ended well or it did or it didn't or whatever, that God is bringing peace to those places either way because God is sovereign and loves his children. Okay, so next old is my story stays in my journals. That is better for everyone that way that if I don't speak my own truth, that I don't speak for myself, I don't speak up for myself, that... Um, it's better for everyone. It keeps the peace. That that and that's not true. And then you know I correlated that with when someone says something that's not true, that sometimes like I wouldn't even correct them, or if they assume something and just say it, sometimes I wouldn't correct them because I'm like it's not worth the freaking drama or the thirty minute conversation and explaining something that I don't really care if they know or not, because you know I don't even I barely like you. You know, but it doesn't matter if I like you or not. Like, I'm, you know, I step up for myself. I stand up for myself because that's self-respect, you know. And I wasn't looking at it that way. And plus, I didn't really have a lot of self-respect for myself in certain ways. And now I do. And uh, so, it's like, uh, no, it's not better for everybody. And no, they don't stay in my journal. My truth and me sharing freely not only breaks the chains off of my situation and everyone involved in my situation, but it affects others all around the world, every one of you that are hearing it, everyone that you share with, it's affecting you. It's going out in the airwaves around you even. And, you know, if you're passing a neighbor, God's sending these, you know, frequencies their way to, to heal them. All you have to do is speak the word. God spoke word and there was light. God spoke word and there was life. And so I'm just speaking the words that I'm being led to speak. And I'm letting God do the most with it. I'm not putting it in a box. I'm not saying, man, I only have... 17,000 viewers, you know, like, no, like 17,000 times a trillion because God can take that and multiply it in such miraculous ways that our brains can't even compute. Holla. Okay, so next, uh, being my type of gay looks like this. This was really hard. Like, this is something that I've literally just like, I'm just now like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... And then being in this career, I have to dress this sort of way to be respected. You know, I had moments um, where I, I didn't wear heels and I kind of dressed more like my tomboy self. And I had people, CEOs and stuff that were men and women, but like that would now respect me less or treat me differently, you know? And I, oh, I despise that. And then I'd wear heels and then I'd get treated better. <laughs> it was just, oh, fuckery. And so... um being in this career, I, you know, I had to dress a certain way, blah, 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 um, or be overly masculine and dominant. You know, on the other spectrum with gay people, I see like women, you know, buzz cutting their hair, you know, spiking their hair and then wearing just like three piece suits and stuff. It's like, I'm kind of like in between, you know, and like, honestly, I don't want to wear either one of your shit, you know, um, there's a time and a place for a suit, you know, like when I get married, but like, no. And so, like, no to, no to, like, the styles that are presented is what I'm saying. I can dress however I want, and I sure will, and that's just what it is. And I don't care about the little catty comments anymore. 
And that's what I put. I throw that out and I exchange it for like, I dress however the hell I want. And if it confuses you, that's not my problem. If you think I could be cuter a different way, because I've had people freaking tell me that. I don't give a fuck. You know, people have been like, man, you're really wasting a pretty face. It'd be so pretty if you do this. I mean, that's basically what my ex ended up doing for a second. But like, people have literally said that to me. Guys and women. Like, my age, older, younger, all of it. It's like, just like, who, first of all, can I say something like super stabby like that to you and you take it as well as me? No. And then on top of this, where it's about that, wow, bold. I admire it. So uh, I love dressing like me. I no longer care. It makes me feel attractive. I'm attracted to myself, and that's how I'm going to dress. When I dress up, I want to be attracted to myself. I don't want to be walking around like I'm in a costume anymore, and I'm not going to do it. Um, I'm done. And so the next one was self-love, like, not eating and drinking too much, spending money on stupid shit. Like, self-love doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like going, well, let me treat myself to the finest restaurantes and da 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 Like, yeah, that is part of, like, the pleasures of life. But treating yourself and self-love does not equal gluttony of materialistic things. I needed someone to let that soak in. Self-love is more like silence, time with God, meditation, stretching, prayer, like eating something healthy, going out of your way to create something healthy for yourself, whatever that looks like, um, whether that's something you ingest or something you do, create, be, that's self-love, you know, I always talk about cleansing and soaking and Um, looking at yourself in the light of love, but refining yourself in a way that you do with your filters on Facebook. You know, you're not shaming yourself when you're doing filters. You feel good about that. Heard? Um, last one that I'm going to share today is being empath, being, but that, um, I'm, the old belief was being an empath is a curse. I literally felt like that. Like I can hear all these things going on. I can understand what everyone is wanting from everyone in the room. Like it's just overwhelming and annoying and I hate it. And, um, that's not true. Like that's just like when you're not balanced, that's when you need to figure out your own life because you can't even you know, get your whole own life together to understand how your gift is, you know, a, a modality of healing. So you're off balance in your own self. And so if you're hating on a gift, that means that you're off balance and that you need to realign with source and love and gratefulness. And uh, it's a blessing, especially as someone who does love and want to help people. It's a superpower. I don't have to be overwhelmed by everyone else's emotions, thoughts, and wants. I am balanced. I am balanced in peace. And when I'm balanced in peace, I can bring to the table peace, which helps other people go ahead and align themselves. And that is the beauty in love. That's the beauty in the characteristics of love, which are peace, which is like included, peace is included, and balance is included, self-control, you know, um, those things are included and I just, uh, I'm so thankful that that's what the Holy Spirit's for. That's what this journey is about. 
I'm so thankful that I've discovered this treasure within this life and that I've been inspired by God's own created masterpieces. And um, I just bless those people that have come in and out of my life. I just bless them right now. I just send protection over everyone that's entered in my life, is now and is not. I release peace and um, clarity to you. Um, the goodness of God I release to you. Um, security and stability, self-assurance, self, self knowing that God created you, God loves you and is within you. So why wouldn't you be confident? Just thank you. And I, I praise you, Lord, for creating this person that's listening on the other side, for guiding them in light for the rest of their days, taking them to places they never thought they would go, helping them enjoy life like they didn't know it was possible. We tear down and destroy and eradicate any frequencies around them that are causing anxiety, fear, self-loathing, self-destruction. We come against those feelings of opposition to life, death. We strangle you out. And we thank you for angels coming in and ministering and protecting and allowing this person to completely heal and be transformed into their fullest, most highest purpose. And um, I just, I hope everyone receives that. And I thank you for listening. I thank you for being a part of my team and being a part of what we're doing here. Um, don't forget to be sending donations via anchor.fm. And uh, you, can send, you can ask me for PayPal or whatever on uh, Instagram or Twitter. We'll get you set up so we can give to Big Heart Orphanage this month. It'll probably be like a two-month give so we can get a good amount. But check them out, bigheartorphanage.com, Big Heart Orphanage. On Instagram, it's in Reynosa, Mexico. Multiple generations have worked on this place. Multiple generations have served here and are serving here. It's expanded into the mountains of Monterey. And they're just good, loving, self-sacrificing people that, you know, everyone should get behind and um, find something about them that can stir you up to be more of a, a servant to others, even if they don't deserve it. And I thank you for this opportunity to share myself. And thanks for loving me. I love you back. See you next time.
Damn it, it ain't even Friday Daddy got a potion of highway 